It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Ready? Okay. We're number one. We're not number two. We're going to put those tigers back in the zoo. Yay! <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say because this week's movie, Zapped, was uh, it was something else. As uh, Personally, I thought it was kind of boring for the beginning of the movie. And then uh, the last half hour, I was my mind was completely blown, especially from the ending which I literally stood up and was just like, I just couldn't believe what happened at the end of this movie. Uh, <laughs> this is the B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. I am DRC. And this is the home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck when it comes to B-Movie classics, such as this one, Zap starring the always wonderful Scott Bayo. I don't know about always wonderful, <laughs> but Man, I pe- like this movie. People loved him on Happy Days, okay? And Joni Loves Chachi. He was on Happy Days? Yeah. I didn't Played a character so. named Chachi. Oh, I guess that's how we got the spinoff. Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> and then Charles in Charge. Was that a spinoff? Some, I read that some people would always like like to think that it was a spinoff of it as well because Chachi was a nickname for Charles. And the same woman who played his mother on Happy Days played his mother on Charles in Charge, yet her name was different than it was on Happy Days and Joni loves Chachi. Oh, boy. So, I don't know. How was Chachi a nickname for Charles? That's what it said. I don't know. That must have been like a baby's nickname for him or something. <laughs> oh, Chachi! Oh, cause maybe I, maybe that Latina girl from Breakin. I could see that gave him that nickname. She was on an episode of Happy Days one but time. But two years after the fact. No, she was on an episode she... of Happy Days back in like the seventies. Oh, okay. Wow. So. I was gonna say how. I bet you she just breakdance so hard she sent herself back in time well, and then gave him the name all we needed in this, in this movie was uh the fa uh the fawns jumping the jumping the shark oh man it, we... it would have been even better if it wasn't him like he just wanted to distance himself from that and they just got like a fawns impersonator like the terrible <laughs> exorcist clones and the, oh god the star trek clones with the nike symbols on there i don't uniforms. even understand why that even happened in this movie i know it was almost <laughs> like it was almost like they were trying to be family guy but that didn't even exist yet yeah let's get some cutaway gags yeah guys. it reminded me of almost like a uh, kentucky fried movie Oh, I haven't seen that. It's like, I, I mean, I saw a little bit of it, and then I was in, like, second grade, and then my parents were like, oh, there's titties, you can't watch this. And you never got to get you back You definitely to wouldn't have been able to watch Zapped, because there were lots of titties in this movie. It's probably, out of all the movies we've watched, this might have had the most amount of titties. Yeah, but unfortunately, all the shots are far too fleeting. You really <laughs> had to go and pause and just, oh, okay. Well, sometimes they were just just boobs in the, in the on the screen. There was nothing else but boobs. Well, a couple times, but in the bigger boob scenes, it was just so much going on. The bigger on, boob like, scenes? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to, like, oh, God, I, I got a freeze frame before I can even spank bank any of this. <laughs> Well, before we really get going into uh, 1982, Zapped... Oh, I thought you were going to say the Spank Bank. <laughs> well, the Spank Bank as well. Now I'm going to delve into the Spank Bank right now by uh, letting everybody know our website is bnbpodcast.com. You can email us bnbpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at bnbpodcast and like us on Facebook. Remember to subscribe. 
on iTunes. Who does our theme song? Oh, Jonathan Mann, man with two N's. He's a MySpank bank. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is he related to Amy Mann, but I think I did that already, and then you you threw me a curveball. Yep. I wasn't ready for it. It's okay, you can't be ready. You, you zapped it with your powers, <laughs> didn't you? You can't be ready for everything. Make sure it was a swing and a miss, you cheater. <laughs> Now I'm glowing blue and I'll fly into space. This, the end of this movie, it almost reminded me of the Simpsons episode with Poochie. Do you remember when they brought in a new character on Itchy and Scratchy and it was Poochie the dog? I don't think I And Homer did, a vo- did the voice for it and it was like this cool hip dog. <laughs> and it was like a one on, an episode from the 90s or whatever. And it was like, uh, he was like the cool hip dog but then, then I ever... Everyone ended up hating Poochie eventually, and the way they the way they kicked him off the show, and he was just like, "I have to go back to my home planet now," and it wasn't even Homer's voice anymore. And instead of even animating it, it was just the cell, the animation cell just moved up, and like the dog just flew back into space. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that does sound like the end of this movie. Like, oh, okay, this shit's happening now. Right off the bat in this movie. What the hell was this his experiment? Oh, he put he, he was, put lab rats in lab rat sized diving suits, <laughs> and he was intoxicating them with alcohol. And he was telling them, "Hey, come on, man! All the rock stars love this stuff." At first, I thought he meant heroin because yeah, all they showed yeah. was a dropper full of something. Yeah, I thought he was giving these mice heroin, and I was like, "Oh, it's booze." So his experiment was the effects of drinking and diving. Yeah, Why diving was, under the influence. Diving under the influence. Why do you need to do that on mice? Of all things. Of all things. Well, like, why did he have his own lab in the school? I don't think he had his own lab. I just he think they the let him key. use he the school lab. He had the only lab. key to it. I, well, <laughs> it was like he got, a probably, gr- he got a grant from the from this community. Probably to, <laughs> the only scientifically minded kid in the whole school. Like, well, we got to keep ourselves accredited somehow. Here, have at it, Junior. And having watched the trailer for this movie. I literally thought this movie was going to take place in college. None of these... Like, you want an example of people that don't look like they're in high school? This movie. Right here. Because nobody looks like they're in high school in this movie. Scott Bayo did. Kind of. Eh, I don't know. He was young in the movie, but I don't know. He still didn't look. I don't know. One thing that I was highly disappointed with this... Okay, there were two things I was very disappointed with this movie. One... We were introduced to some uh, punk rocker-like characters, and they, were, they had very little to do in the movie. They yeah. had a couple lines and a couple funny little little parts in the classroom, and that's it. They seemed like they, those characters could have been amazing. Like, done some really ridiculous things, had some ridiculous lines, and they were very short-lived. And also, the trailer for this movie is completely misleading. Oh, yeah. The trailer for this movie... For one, I'd rather watch the trailer than the actual movie because the trailer is insane. And then it shows, like, it even credits Albert Einstein and whoever that black woman was who played the coach's wife. Yeah. And she was, like, uh, some sort of, like, Viking something going on and a few other things that only all took place during a dream sequence that was maybe a minute long. Yeah. Like, they that was part of the trailer. Very misleading. I don't know if that was, like... 
on purpose to like get you to think like, oh, this. It kind of reminded me the trailer and what they're doing with those things. It kind of reminded me of like those really shitty like scary movie knockoff movies they pump out all the time now. Like, oh yeah, date movie, epic movie, Meet the Spartans. This movie is kind of kind of like that because it's kind of like. In the, in the 80s, there were a lot of these movies. These screwball, boob, just, you know, movie comedies just with boobs and in them. And I need to see every last one of them. Hot Dog, that's one. It's a skiing movie. Uh, Ski Patrol, I mean, Meatballs. After the first one, they kind of go to the boob direction. I really, I really, <laughs> they kind of go to the boob direction. Well, I really they like, go to the boob side of the film. Well, I really like the original Meatballs with Bill Murray, but the second one, there's an alien involved at the camp, and yeah, and then the third one is Corey Feldman, and I think the <laughs> from Aliens to Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman. Now we're jumping a and shark. I think the first, Not the alien. I think the fourth Corey one has uh, what's that one guy McDreamy or whatever. Oh God, what is his name? He was in Scream, one of the Scream movies. Yeah. I can never yeah. remember his fucking name. But yeah, he was he was in one of the Meatballs movies. Regardless, Andrew McCarthy? No, Andrew, Andrew McCarthy no. was in Weekend at Bernie's. Fuck. <laughs> Wrong name, I guess. Sure, his name isn't McCarthy still. something. No. Oh, it's like Patrick. Like it. It's, it's like Patrick something. Patrick McDuffie? Patrick Demps McDuffie. <laughs> McDuffie. Let's make him Scottish now. <laughs> Or even more Scottish if he wasn't already. But Patrick Dempsey, there we go. See, I was close. I was closer than you were with Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> I just want to go back to the 80s, Corey. It was a happier time. <laughs> a happier time where we could zap off girls' clothes because that's the whole entire end of this movie. That's the only thing he really does with his powers other than somehow move. Cheat it. All kinds of games of chance. And he makes a doll, a ventriloquist doll, move. But also talk. At the end of the movie. How did it talk? <laughs> We're just making it up as we go along. <laughs> and I love it. Like, how did they fly away at the end? Were they going all the way up into space? Would they die if they reached space? Or did he have the power to create an atmosphere they were, around they them? They were too? in that blue. Oh, or... the blue bubble supplies their own atmosphere. Of course. Cause, cause it all makes sense. Now. It's because he got hit in the head with that watermelon. Oh my god, I got hit in the head, and now my powers have really taken off. I love at the end, he gets hit with something heavy, and they're like, Barney, are you okay? He goes, oh, my head's tingling. I'm like, yep, that's brain damage. Just ask CM Punk. <laughs> it was the second time he got hit in the head, too, in the span of, like, 30 seconds. So, <laughs> and, and you know what? The whole thing with the growing, the he had the weed he was growing. Yeah, the, why was he doing it? He seemed so straight-laced. Like, why would he ever agree to that? Well, clearly, his friend Peyton, played by Willie Ames, probably was like, hey, man, I know you can do this. But he had the cannabis, like, extract. Yeah, cannabis extract, clearly labeled as such, just sitting on a shelf, open. So like, is so when whatever something else got mixed with that cannabis extract... It was the ultra-grow formula he was using for the orchids. That goes into the cannabis extract. And then uh, Peyton pours some beer in there. And, it is, and that's how that's what exploded and gave him telekinesis? Apparently. <laughs> well, well, what was it exactly that gave the guys the ability to create Lisa and their computer and weird science? Oh, yeah. Nothing that made Tam sense. Tapping into NASA. Yeah. And uh, who knows? At least I g weird science I'll give a pass to because I, I thoroughly enjoy weird science. This movie, you know, it is what it is. Well, I moderately enjoyed Zap, so there. Uh, I, uh... 
I really like the photo shoot thing with the... Oh, my God. Is that God. the assistant principal? I thought she was his secretary, but I could be wrong. I thought maybe she was either the, his secretary or the assistant principal. Either way. Yeah, either way, uh, Peyton, Williams' character, is banging this chick. And good on him. She's not the most attractive, but at the same time, for seducing yeah. somebody. So like, why did he? Why did him. he pursue this? Why was he so like inclined of like wanting to bang all these other chicks that didn't want anything to do with them? Like, all right, these chicks clearly aren't interested because they're younger and way hotter and tighter. And why not, Corey? True. Why not? True. But they had no interest in him. So you'd think you'd be like, well, why would I waste my time with these broads when I got this chick? Waiting with her wet pussy in her office, just waiting to ba- come and bang me. For the challenge, Corey, Peyton is a doer. He's not going to sit and coast in life. He's going to keep seeking out new adventures for himself, and I congratulate him on that. And does anybody go to class in this movie? Does anybody go to class in any high school movie or TV True. show? True. But, like, but they're in the school a lot. Yeah. And he, like, you can, like... Like in other high school movies, they'll show them in between classes walking in the halls and stuff like that. Okay, so you assume that they are going to class. In this movie, he's in that lab what seems to be a whole entire school day every day. Well, he seems to be the principal's best buddy, so I'm sure he's on the do-whatever-the-fuck-you-want list. He's not, he's like his best buddy, but at the same time, his worst enemy. Like, the principal wants to, like, get him for some reason. Not really. Like, what's in that room? Oh, what's just, in there? He just wants to see his orchids so bad because the principal's goal behind all this <clears throat> and is to help Barney create and perfect this ultra girl formula so he can grow orchids bigger so he can best his ex-wife in an orchid growing <laughs> contest. How did the, the one mouse get telekinesis powers? Yeah, I don't know. Because, because, because mouse... that happened before the explosion. And the mouse, he didn't feed the mouse that weird concoction. He fed the mouse whiskey. (laughs) So I don't even understand how the mouse had telekinesis powers. It was was so fucking weird. And... Well, now this movie just gained some replay value. (laughs) Let's go back and try to trace this if we can. Yeah, and... His, uh... His home... He spends a lot of time at school, and I can see why. Because his home life... Is messed up. Oh, his, his parents mo- are fucked. His parents are fucked. His mom, who knows what she's making for dinner? For dinner, the one thing looked very disgusting. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It looked like a like a rotten green potato with like orange and green goo coming out the top of it. And her specialty is spam with cream sauce. Yeah, cream sauce. I don't want to know what that is. Uh, and also her voice. The mom's voice was super annoying. Oh yeah, they get on him about her. Are you a junkie, son? And like, are you on drugs? Are you high? Like, no, but listening to your squeaky-ass voice makes me feel like I'm high. Yeah, seriously. And uh, I like when he scared his mom with the doll the first time, and she, like, ran downstairs and grabbed the cross. And hides behind a chair. Uh, and like the a dad has, like, just, like, could give two fucks. Oh, yeah, he... he I thought... The mom from Mac and Me was checked out, or, like, the parents, <laughs> or, like, the law enforcement communities of, like, the pit, or bloody birthday were bad. <laughs> this dad could not give any less of a fuck if he tried. Yeah, and even he, even when he was getting on him, he would just give up. Yeah, he's like, well, oh, you're in trouble, you're... Oh, let's just put it off till tomorrow. I'm going like, back well, to sleep. we'll talk about this tomorrow. Well, well, I'll just leave him. <laughs> and... So when he's in his room that one time at his house, he makes that spaceship fly that is, that is clearly a Millennium Falcon 
with Enterprise like wings on the end of it. Uh-huh. It's that's very obvious what it is. And rather than just making it float, okay, which makes sense, yes. he somehow manages to make it go through his fish tank, like through the glass, through the water, out the other side. How? How? Like at this point. And the rest of the movie, he only has telekinesis powers. He never shows the power again to make anything move through another solid object. And yet he makes it go through this fish tank. Like, there's no rule. There's no rules established in this movie based... You know, you just assume, like, he just has telekinesis powers, okay? Like a, a Carrie or something like that. And sometimes it, very, it felt like it was almost going to go in the direction of Carrie. Whenever you get really pissed... His face was just like oh yeah. His first scary. thing is that you just either do something violent or strip girls or both, and you know which is kind of violent too. Like he he gets very rapey as the movie goes <laughs> oh, yeah. on, especially at the end. He just starts basically like let's just strip everybody, and his girlfriend just doesn't care. She just thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> like, and, as long as you're not using it for gambling, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she maybe, rape all you want. Maybe don't she, you dare. Go near a roulette wheel again, mister. Maybe she's into, like, cuckolding, so she's like, you know... <laughs> chick cuckolding. <laughs> oh, yeah, bang that chick with your telekinetic penis. Oh, yeah. In fact, that was actually a Chevy Chase movie. I can't remember the telekinetic name of it. Telekinetic penis? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did, though. Like, he had some kind of telekinetic powers, and he ends up banging some chick, and for whatever reason, I guess he just really wants a sandwich or something. Like, he what? walks out of the room, and she's, like, writhing in pleasure, and he's just, like, you know, like, making, like, silent sex faces at her, which is, like, getting her off more and so more. So it's kind of like the Watchmen? Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen. Uh, Dr. Manhattan... He's like can be other entities, and he's like banging his wife. Oh, oh as he's, he's doing experiments. Yeah, but he's not being another entity. He's just going into the kitchen for a sandwich while he's like fucking her with his mouth. I gotta look up this Chevy Chase movie now because I can't even believe this exists. I feel like I've seen a lot, like every Chevy Chase movie, and apparently I haven't. Oh, back. Well, I was I forgot to mention this before when we were talking about the punks. The only scene that they had that was really good was he read that poem called Chicks. Yeah, my poem's called Chicks. And, like, <laughs> you can't hear it because then they start talking over, but the last line he goes, but if I was a caveman, I think I'd just club him. And then, like, a, a couple chicks, like, boo him, but, like, they do it almost facetiously, and one chick just, like, winks at him, like, oh, yeah, come club me, Big Daddy. And they mention, like, oh, you don't want to fuck this up unless you want to, you know, be doing your fourth year as a senior. So this guy's already, like... Three years out of high school. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Days of Confused, Ben Affleck's character. They're like, oh yeah, did you hear O'Banion flunked again? They're like, yeah, what a dipshit. And it's like his third time being a senior, just so he could go beat the shit out of freshmen. <laughs> uh, but, okay, when he got the boner in that classroom, in the, when, he, when the guy was reading the poem, why did he cover it up and make it so obvious that he had a boner? <laughs> like, co- like, being yeah. so weird about it, is the opposite of what you want to do if you're trying to hide that you have a boner in well, the middle of class. Well, he's geeky and innocent, and he doesn't know any better, Corey. You can tell by the Coke bottle glasses he wears in the beginning of the movie just for that scene and then never wears again. But, um... No, I love how, like, the teacher purposely calls him out on it, like, uh... Barney, are you hiding something? Like, basically just dogging him out to everybody. And that reminded me of this anime called Gantz, where in the final arc... It, it's kind of a long story, but these... These people die and they sort of get reborn and have to wear like these skin tight leather suits that give them like kind of matrixy powers and run missions for this alien thing. But anyway, this 
the main kid who'd been with the show from the beginning, the final mission, one of his teachers dies, and she's in there with him, and like he's all embarrassed around her because she'd always call him out for getting boners in class. <laughs> and at the end, right before she dies, she admits to him, like, I'm sorry, I only gave you a hard time about your boners because I wanted to be on them. Like, <laughs> oh my God. She didn't literally say it like that, but like she's like, yeah, I really wanted to fuck you, so you know, like, wow, okay. Oh, wow. Well, well, maybe that's what was going on here. Uh, I found that movie you're talking about, the Chevy Chase movie. It's called Modern Problems. <laughs> As Chevy Chase, Dabney Coleman, Nell Carter, and Brian Doyle Murray are in it. Yeah. You know, jealous uh, air traffic controller Max Fielder, recently dubbed by his girlfriend, comes in contact with a nuclear waste and is granted power of telekinesis. Oh, of course. Which he not only uses to win her back, but to gain a little revenge. Chevy Chase in Modern Problems. I never knew that that movie existed. So. I never would have guessed that that would be the title for that either. Yeah, seriously. When I'm clicking through all the movies on IMDb, it's like the, not one of the ones I clicked. I figured it was an earlier movie. It was actually after Caddyshack, though, which is kind of surprising, but before Vacation. Uh, and anyways, back to uh, the classroom scene we were talking about with the boner. Why was the special guest the principal? Yeah. Like, why was he a special guest? It's like on like on Melrose Place when um, Heather Locklear had clearly been with the show for how many years, and they still credited her as special guest star. Like, really? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, also, what the fuck is T-Winkle College? Yeah, T-Winkle College. Where, um, T-Winkle? Where Jane, the, the hot blonde chick that Peyton wants to bang, her boyfriend goes, and uh, he still, despite being at college, somehow he always still seems to be around for every high school, everything, to pick her up from class every day, and just gotta wonder, like, really, what kind of a, what kind of a life do you have for yourself at college that all you do is come back to high school to <laughs> hang around with your immature young girlfriend who only wants you because you're giving her a trip to Hawaii? <laughs> The, the uh, we forgot to mention with the spaceship scene where it was flying, where oh, he's yeah. making the spaceship fly. It was the Star Trek scene. That's when that happened. A bunch of bootleg Star Trek characters wearing fake Star Trek uniforms with a Nike symbol instead of the Trek symbol. Oh God, I don't even know why that happened. I was so fucking lost. Like, and Captain, we're about to fly into a dog's mouth or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was, was like, wow, so are they high? <laughs> Seriously, so weird. I guess that was just part of his imagination. He's just that weird of a kid. Any, but uh, one of the most boring parts in this movie had to be that baseball game. Yeah, it was all right. And how old was that guy who was the pitcher oh, for the Tigers? They're trying to make he him had look to be like, like forty-five years old. They're trying to make him look like he was a bruiser, and he just looked like he was really, really retarded. <laughs> yeah, that's why I put. I go, is he special? But also, he's special, he, and also he's been a convict for the past twenty years. And you, you think that one guy's four years held back? This guy's about like thirty-five years held back. No shit. <laughs> Seriously, like, how's that even real? He looked like a fifty-year-old man. Unless he's got that Robin Williams disease from that movie Jack. <laughs> Oh, he's actually five. Maybe they forged his, uh, his like, papers and, like, slipped somebody some money to let him play on the team. Like, oh, this guy's really good at pitching. We need him on the team. Okay. They're like, you never know. You never know. You don't want him playing for the other team, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Scott, actually, you probably do. And but. Scott Bayo at the baseball game, he just looks like a complete idiot. Oh, yeah. Like when he's leaving, when he's walking... Anytime, I think most of the time in this movie, I, I, that's my general feel for Scott Bayo. I just feel like he just looks like an idiot. 
Well, he just makes the most ridiculous faces because that's the only way he can use his powers, don't you know? And then to get the... And then when he zaps uh, the people, they pull up after the game, and they're like, that's the guy that made us lose! Yeah! He zaps the like, tops off the chicks and then zaps the pants down No, no, no. The dudes. Like, okay, these guys roll up in their car, and they're like the happiest, nicest-sounding bullies ever. They're like... Hey, it's the guy that made us lose. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what we got for you, buddy? And then they just moon him. So then he lifts them up while they still have their pants down, makes them fly around, and you get way more man ass out of this than you do boobs. Like you get like a second and a half shot of boob from each of the girls, and he rips their tops off. Then they cover up, and it's just like oh, man ass, man ass, floating all over the place. Like floats them through a park so other people have to see the man ass. And he like doesn't he hang them up in a tree or does he just yeah. leave them there? No, he hangs them up in yeah. a tree. With their asses just hanging out. I'm surprised we didn't get some, like, balls hanging out down there, too. Uh, but, uh, that would have that worked better in Borat, I feel. <laughs> uh, oh, also, at the baseball game, their mascot was really creepy. The penguin. I, oh, they had a really bad penguin costume. Like, it was clearly put together, like, in, like, a few minutes or something. Oh, yeah. It, and it was creepy looking. It just looked ugly. I didn't think it was creepy, but, I mean, maybe that'll show up in your nightmares tonight. <laughs> right next to the king from Burger King. <laughs> Holding like a big old <laughs> dagger, just like with Mayor McCheese beating off in the background, <laughs> <laughs> making noises like Kane. He's and a, see no he, evil. The special sauce is gonna come out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, what do you think's on the uh, Big Macs? Um, oh God! <laughs> Every McDonald's has a Mayor McCheese beating off in the back room. He's chained up. Oh, God. Just beating off. That's why they took the character out. <laughs> they, they've got him chained to the wall, and they just got like that. The thing they hook up to cows and just, oh, it, it doesn't ah. stop till it gets 40 gallons, motherfucker. No! There's a whole race of cheeseburger headed people that McDonald's has put into special oh, sauce God. slavery. Thanks for that, Monsanto. <laughs> <laughs> what was the. Uh, what's with that newspaper they were reading, by the way? Bachelor, oh, oh, Bachelor okay. Bait? Oh, yeah, it's. The headline said. Wait, wait, I've got it, I've got it. Beyond bigamy. He had his thumb over the first word, so it was something girls from Texas want you. Yeah, like, what was, like, what kind of, like, and everybody's, like, multiple people are reading it. <laughs> like, multiple people have this. Like, okay, this is just fucking weird. The one teacher, she finds the, who's holding it the one time, she finds the weed, and then when she goes to show the principal the weed, and then it's not there anymore... They have to sneak in through the window to do it. Yeah. What is her deal? She's just... She's like, uh, And she keeps doing it the whole time. The principal leaves, the coach comes up to the window, looks in, and she's still making those weird noises. Like, there was marijuana here. He's like, you sure you didn't smoke it? And and then, oh my God, the coach, he, he gets on the principal's ass so hard, he's like, uh, getting lucky, eh, Walt? He's just like, uh, well, no, he goes, uh... Well, he smiles, he goes, I hope not, but I'll be praying for you. And when the, when the principal's leaving that room, he's climbing back out the window, why do they zoom in on the hand of the skeleton, and it's like pointing? I missed that, but who knows? They zoom, they, he looks at the skeleton that's sitting, that's sitting there, and then they zoom in on the hand, and the hand is like doing like a pointing motion. Maybe the skeleton's just like a bro or something, and like... There was a chick in there before, just like, eh? Eh? Yeah. Want to smell my finger? Want to smell it? Just give it a smell. Oh, uh, that's great. You don't, you don't have to use your penis to bone chicks when you're a skeleton. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this movie also, around this time, I really felt, it felt like a TV movie. 
Kind of. Like, this movie, I can't believe this movie was, it couldn't have been released theatrically. <laughs> it couldn't have I'm been. I'm sure it was. They talk about it on Family Guy, and Seth MacFarlane is all about the 80s. When they yeah, go back I mean, in time, and Lois is like, you all set to go see Zap tonight? I figured Scott Bale's androgynous enough that we could both fantasize about him and nobody'd be gay. <laughs> Well, and the way it was shot, it almost was shot, and it looked like an, a TV show. Mm, yeah. I felt like the style yeah. of the way it was shot and everything very much felt like a sitcom or something. It didn't feel like a movie at all. Uh, and then I like how they're burning the weed down in like the the boiler room of the school. I guess the and, school has an incinerator. Yeah, but why does the coach even go down there? Well, I just feel like he's a man about... Not town, but the school, and, you know... Maybe he's also the janitor. Yeah, see, I I kept thinking he was that, and, you know, I could see that, you know, double duty, janitor, coach, like... Well, a lot of coaches in schools are uh, also teachers, too. Plus, he had the bottle of whiskey hidden in the science lab. He's probably got booze and other intoxicants hidden throughout the school. And then when he was high, he had that, like, insane dream with Albert Einstein and his wife... He's like, oh, don't worry, Barney's working with me now. We're we're geniuses. And then when he get when he comes to, he's like, oh, like, whoa, like all like crazy, like you know, like what just happened? And he doesn't whisper it. Some just voice whispers, back on Earth. Yeah, and I was, was like, whoa, <laughs> what is going on? I love when he's in the. The, the weird dream, he starts to turn into a bad trip. He goes, here comes the devil and four black stallions on my ass. <laughs> and uh, the theme park scene was very weird. Magic land. There was a little montage uh, at the theme park of them riding rides and things like that. And this is when they mention that Robert, who is Jane's like boyfriend in college, uh-huh. how his brother married a pygmy girl well well this is weird they're like having these competitions to like see who can win her the most stuff and barney's helping him out by cheating so that peyton wins every time so then robert gets pissed he's like come here i gotta talk to you and then like they decide to go out to his car and they each down a whole 12 pack of beer like i wouldn't want to be drinking with some (laughs) little prick that's trying to horn in on my girl but that's what they do and then apparently it was because they had a bet all right first to puke loses and the, the winner gets a hundred bucks. But then he goes, uh, you ready? He goes, ready, Freddy. And then Robert gets all pissed off. He's like, don't you ever call me again. And then Jane explains, like, oh, don't, uh, don't call him Freddy. Freddy's the name of his disowned older brother who went to Africa on a big game safari and married a little pygmy girl. That's like the, that's like a family guy cutscene right there. Why did he even have to say that? I know. But well, course, I didn't to tell us that. I'm this so movie, glad they did. This movie, I don't know if I've, I, if I've said it so well, since we've been recording, but this movie has no plot. There's just like scenes. There's yeah. just these, that's why That's why I mean it, it felt like a, like a sitcom or something. I think sick, an episode of Full House had more of a plot than this movie does. Like, it's, it's very, very weird. But also, when they're at the thing, at the theme park, he does that stupid taxi driver like mock scene mm, where yeah. he's like, "You talking to me? You must be talking to me." And they have one of the worst fight scenes ever. Oh yeah. Like, if you even want to call it a fight scene, it was absolutely terrible. The people's acting when their fist and stuff is supposed to be coming back at them was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so dumb. 
That's so unbelievably dumb. It's like cut to black, insert sound effect, cut back, and you know, here comes a guy with a not screwed up face at all, that kind of and thing. And you were talking about Peyton, we haven't really mentioned him too much. His best, uh, Barney's best friend in the movie, Scott Bayo's character, Barney. Where does Peyton live? They said... What was that place he was at when they, he took that girl back? I assumed it was his place. They were saying... He was saying that his parents were rich and he has all these options. I don't know if it's true or not because he seems like a big bullshitter, but on the other hand, it could be. Multiple people mentioned how much money his parents have. Okay, so... so I just feel like they're, they're rich parents. They don't give a fuck. They let him do fuck all. He either has the house to himself or... And the scene in his a, a little apartment or whatever with him and Jane was terrible. They're like a little back and forth was like very weird and awkward and uh, the lights go off <laughs> and she must be naked or something. Well, she was she was getting that work. She still had her clothes on when the lights went off. I feel like she took him off later, but he just had a camera set up to sporadically take pictures because a flash goes off. She's like, what was that? He's like, oh, it just must have been in your head. Never mind. How, and how and like, I knew. I was like, oh, what a pimp. He not only seduced this girl, he's taking pictures of it, too. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. I want to be friends with that guy. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, guy, I do. That guy's in jail right now. <laughs> no, he's not. It's the 80s. This is all legal back then. <laughs> yeah, but one, once, he ran out of, once he ran out of girls his own age... Then he moved down to Cancun and became the next no. Andrew McCarthy. Fran no, Fran <laughs> Andrew McCarthy. Francis. No, no, Francis. What's his name? The fucking girls gone wild guy, Joe Francis. Joe Francis. Well, can't we just say if Andrew McCarthy is in the okay, situation sure. too? All right, why not? I'm sure he is. I have no clue what Andrew McCarthy's up to nowadays. Anyways, uh, we were talking before about there's the weird scene with. Uh, Barney, Scott Bayo, and Bernadette, who we really haven't mentioned too much, his, who ends up yeah. being his girlfriend. I wish we could not mention her much, because she's such a, ugh. She, yeah, the she's, poor geeky guy, he doesn't know what to do, so, like, this stupid, uh, this stupid, uh, what do I want to say? Not bitchy, because that's kind of vague, but, like, the... This bossy bitch just wants to come in and just like she. First of all, she wants to interview him for the school newspaper, and she goes interrogating him like she thinks she's Nancy Grace or something. <laughs> like, why are you bugging him about shit? He's not you a real scientist yet. He's a he's a fucking high school student. Yeah. So they're talking about their crushes, and she mentions that she had three crushes a year, and one of them was uh, at one point one year. One of them was Peyton, and she alludes to that um, one was also Barney. But she says she had three crushes a year till 8th grade. And they're like, what happened after 8th grade? You're, because, you're a senior in high school. You got too busy? Because everybody knows that once you get to high school, you're too mature for crushes. You just have to turn into a stalker and stalk guys until they're unfortunate enough to end up betraying some kind of information to you that they could leverage against you and force you to become... <laughs> Your boyfriend. What did you say he said about one of his crushes? He goes, uh, oh, I had a, uh, my sixth grade crush got pregnant, and she looks at him wide-eyed, he goes, not by me! And she had to go away, or they sent her away, or Yeah, something. he said they sent her away. That was, like, super messed up. And then there's this really super unnecessary, the, the most un us unnecessary thing in this whole movie is the love montage. Oh yeah, between he, Bernadette and Barney, which leads to them having sex in within the montage. Well, and I was just like a sex scene in the middle of this movie. It's like a very like romantic, like 
sex scene. I was like, what is this movie? That's literally <laughs> my reaction when that when that happened. I was just like, what is this movie? And you got Wait. this song playing. You gotta believe in magic. That's because everything was more positive back in the eighties, and I liked it. He did for two. Everything credit. was more positive. Yes, everything. 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 That's a fucking you know, lie. Ronald Reagan a was a god lie. among men, and he made this country so wonderful. I can't even describe it because I wasn't paying attention to politics back then. But oh my god, Reagan was a saint, and you better believe that because he's dead. Everything wasn't positive. But anyway, to his credit, he did try to take her home. Then his creep mom horned in on things. And he's like, well, we're just going to leave. So then he takes her back to the school, because apparently not only does he have the lab key, he has the front door keys, too. So It's then, like in, uh, in Buttercream Gang, when they can just go back to the school. Oh, yeah. Whatever they want. <laughs> but um, I, the most disturbing thing to me is, why was there a mattress in the science lab? I guess uh, Coach must <laughs> coach. be banging chicks in there. The coach, yeah, because, you know, he was all going after younger girls, too. And he, he tells uh, Barney earlier in the movie, like, oh, it reminds me of my days of whoring around. Barney goes, I wish I was whoring around. He's like, no, you don't, man. Uh, you start getting the women, then you start drinking the whiskey, and that's it right there, women and whiskey, the double, I want, double whammy. I want the spinoff movie of Coach Dex, uh, <laughs> Coach Dex man whore. Yeah, I do. Scatman s- Crothers played Coach Dex, by the way. <laughs> Coach Dex, man whore. Um, oh, we were talking about Peyton a little bit, and uh, when they're at the... St- I don't know where they're at. Bernadette and Barney are riding bikes, and that's when she finds out about the whole gambling thing and whatever. Oh, well, she um, gets super pissed. But when Peyton pulls up, dude parks like a dick. Oh, yeah. All the other cars are like par- parked on like a, like a slant going left. And he pulls into the... Uh, there were supposed to be... The spots were probably like that. He pulls in the other way and parks on the slant almost to the right, like, blocking the other car from getting out. I was <laughs> well, like, what a total douchebag. Most dicks do that. Well, he was a, he was definitely a dick. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Stifler, I guess, then. Except he's, <laughs> you know, he doesn't... He just doesn't sound like he'd be, like, you know, the dominating type of guy. I guess when you have that much money, you don't have to, but... No, he um, he got paid off because uh, Robert lost the bet about you know being the first to throw up because he had Barney cheat and spin his thing faster. And when he runs off to puke, before he pukes, he goes, "Oh my lunch!" <laughs> but then he came to give him money and then challenged him. Oh, we have a roulette wheel in our frat house. Come gamble with us tomorrow night. And he like basically makes it like this isn't a request, you know. So he's like, "Okay, well, I'll just bring Barney with me and cheat some more and get some more money out of the fucker." So, yeah. Barney and Bernadette are together, but, you know, he mentions, like, oh, well, I was going to hang out with her, but I'll see if she wants to go. And she just immediately, like, no, oh, my God, you want to do something with your friend? No, fuck you. Is this supposed to be me and you now? How could you even, uh, oh, my God, this is worse than you stripping girls and shit. Well, he, be she, did, she didn't want him to use his powers for gambling. <laughs> so... I can Other res- bad thing she doesn't care about, but gambling, that's where I draw the line, mister. Oh, yeah. And when they're and then the- she flips out. She goes, oh, next thing you know, tomorrow you'll be wanting to go to Vegas. Like, typical chick overreacting. I mean, granted, Peyton does pull that out later in the movie. That was Peyton, not him. So, yeah, Peyton has the ticket to Vegas, and then Barney's like, no. And then Peyton's like, yeah, you're right. So, oh, I just blew this money out of ticket to Vegas. Which I'm also keeping a nude photo inside of. <laughs> well, you know, you, I'm sure he could return the ticket that he's not going to use. Yeah, with the nude photo, maybe that'll uh, get him some uh, 
some points with the air, airline. Um, when they're at the roulette table, there's that nerdy guy playing roulette. Oh, yeah. That guy is in, like, a million movies in the 80s as that same character. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the typecast nerd, like, character actor. He is <laughs> in so Wait. many 80s movies. Like, I'm pretty sure he's in one of the Friday the 13th, I think the second one, or possibly the third one. He's oh, he's just he's, so many. He's wearing like this total hipster shirt. It just says "God's gift to women" <laughs> and like the plainest lettering they could come and up with. And he talks like this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hey, hey, what are you doing? Are you doing us out of our money? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what he said. It's probably pretty terrible, but <laughs> oh, it's okay. Corey's just a racist. <laughs> it's the '80s. People said Jew. Uh... <laughs> you can't say it now. No, they believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a boop. We have to go to Temple on Sunday because we're poop. <laughs> we're at Temple Synagogue, whatever. <laughs> uh, we're both racist. <laughs> well, speaking of Jews, there's the, the principal goes on a date. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. He goes on the date with the teacher, and holy shit, man. They end up banging underneath the table. Oh, yeah, she looks under the table to give him a bead, and then he just decides to, like, not sit here and take it. Well, I'll just slip down there with you. While he's talking to the waiter at the same time. At first, I thought the waiter was, like, really cool, like he knew what's up. He's like, oh, I'll just leave you to it. But then, like, he he just, you know, plays it up more, like, oh, okay, and just his head sticking up from under the table now. And he's like, what the fuck? And then (laughs) makes it a thing. And then there's, like, those people across from him that are like, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you think they'd at least finish, but instead they just decide to crawl out from under the table to try to sneak away, but then everybody's staring at him, because why wouldn't you be like, oh, these guys just went down there, and now they're coming out here. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this movie is just so ridiculous. And uh, there's the whole, I guess the whole end of the movie, the big deal is prom. Like, there really is no plot to this movie. There's nothing leading up to anything. We don't even know that... that Peyton was in contention for Prom King, which he ends up winning. I, I don't know if this was like a thing. I, I don't know. We just we're just never. This, you're never told about any of this. But before we go, the Barney goes to prom. His mom has two priests come over to perform an exorcism, and the way they do their exorcism is by using tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah. And then they use that on him, and Barney goes like, uh, oh, I'm going to throw up. And they go, that's one of the devil's favorite lines. Yeah, and then he pukes, and when he controls <laughs> He decides to use his powers to like make himself projectile vomit perfectly into the sink, because why? <laughs> why would you do that? And then he <laughs> unleashes the dummy. I was like, right when he ran upstairs, I was like, like unleash the dummy! I thought he was just going to use it as a scapegoat. It's not me, the dummy's evil. It's been controlling me and making me talk to dogs, and I don't know. <laughs> And then, all of a sudden, the dummy has a voice. I don't really know how. It kind of goes along the same lines as the exorcism thing. The theme of the prom. This must be heaven. Yeah, and it was devils and angels everywhere. I don't know why they brought in devils. (laughs) I I feel like all the chicks would really bitch about that. Oh my god, you can't have devils ruining your heaven party. I got feathered wings and flowers that look like feathers. Flowers made out of feathers. (laughs) I really loved the... The principal and teacher back and forth during the prom scene, too, where she, the teacher's up there t- saying who's king and queen, and she's looking, gets like saying these dirty things, and like looking at the principal, and the principal's just like looking back with these like insane expressions, like, ooh, oh, oh, and just like doing these, re- and then they ended up banging behind all the streamers. Good for them. Yeah, they were the only two that got anything out of this movie. 
got anything. You know, Peyton was banging a couple people. I mean, he Barbie banged the teacher. We never really dead. saw. Well, I guarantee you, he did bang her because afterwards she goes, Whatever happened last night, I faked every bit of it. How do you fake taking your clothes off, obviously? <laughs> so something something else happened. Some P in the V action. <laughs> so then she goes, like, Oh, wait, he, I don't want to. Wait, 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 hold on. He peed in her vagina? Yes, yes, he did. He's. He's sick like that. Peyton likes to ruin his women for everybody else afterwards. Anytime anybody goes downstairs now, like, oh, how do my golden showers taste, bitch? That's what she was faking. She was faking enjoying the golden shower. <laughs> really? I would have faked taking them and just, like, put a cup in front of it or something. And <laughs> <laughs> just ruin his couch and be like, joke's on you, fucker. <laughs> oh, but anyway, Jane says like, "Oh, I'm staying with Robert because I want the Hawaii trip." Even though he lets it slip, that, "Oh, I've got all this money and I could do shit too." So Jane is just a total whore. Oh yeah, oh boy, yeah, obviously. And why was Peyton wearing gloves at the prom? I feel like he felt he was gonna have to take one off and slap Robert across the face with it. I I, I challenge that. you to a duel. Yep. Pistols at dawn. I, I don't. I don't even know why he was. That was really odd choice of a uh, costume there, wearing uh, those. And then we we end up finding the seeing the nude of Jane. Oh yeah, that was wonderful. He had the t- uh, inside the Vegas ticket apparently. Yeah, he after getting failing to get Barney to come with him to Vegas to score big over there, he decides to be classy and show Robert. Oh, look at me fucking your girlfriend, bitch. Yeah, and then the, the whole movie. Oh, God. The movie just ends with Scott Bayo. He takes Jane's clothes off with his powers, and uh, she's in her underwear, topless. And then she decides to go grab a watermelon and try to hit Peyton with it for whatever reason, because you know this is his fault, and she knows about the telekinesis powers, not. So she throws it. Barney, not Peyton. Said hit Peyton. It really was his fault, but she throws it at Barney because she doesn't know it's his fault. But she does it anyway because she she throws it to she 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 throws it to hit Peyton, the watermelon. Oh. He pushes Peyton out of the way. Oh, okay. and he gets hit in the head with the watermelon. Why would he push him out of the way? We could just stop it in the air or reverse it. And then all of a sudden, kids. And then I really thought then was he was gonna be like, oh, I got hit in the head with a watermelon. I don't have powers anymore. Yeah. And that was how the movie was gonna end. But no, he gets up and then starts zapping everybody's clothes off, men and women. <laughs> the one woman, though, she's like sitting and then he's blowing, like, there's wind blowing everywhere. And the one woman's doing, like, the Marilyn Monroe thing. Yeah. And she literally just takes her own dress off. <laughs> like, it, like, it looks like it's supposed to be look like, oh, it got zapped off. No. Her, she just takes her own damn dress off. And then Coach Dex goes, starts going after some of these naked girls. Yeah, a naked girl runs by. He just lunges at her and then and his, his wife falls. Yeah, and tackles him. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is what the hell is going on?" The end of this movie is just so oh, ridiculous. Right when Barney first got hit in the head with the watermelon, they cut to a group of people laughing at him, and one of them just looked like this ugly, toothless hillbilly <laughs> in a yeah, tuxedo. Yeah, it was like, "Oh, where'd they find this extra?" Yeah, yeah. Why was everybody laughing at him so hard? Because then he got hit in the head. I guess it was funny. I whatever. And then he gets hit in the head again, and he gets all dizzy, and then gets underwear in the face, and falls down. And wakes up and apparently says he has no powers anymore. And I was really like, oh, okay. So this is what this is what can cure this experiment gone wrong is a hit in the head, hit in the head, and undies in the face. <laughs> like, it, shouldn't it be some sort of antidote or, any, or something like that? No. Maybe the undies were skid marked with the <laughs> traces of the antidote. And then he ends up actually still having the powers. 
Well, what I love why is, did he, like, Why did he, he tell just, him that he didn't have them? Maybe they didn't work for a second, and he thought they were gone, and then they came back. That's yeah. what it seemed like to me. Well, yeah, like, he, so that Peyton leaves, maybe he just did it to tell Peyton so Peyton would stop bugging him to use his powers for all this craziness. Yeah, Because then be. him and Bernadette are walking out of the school, and they literally have a blue glow around them, and they float off into space. I literally lost my shit at this point. I couldn't believe what was happening. This is like the 80s version of Chronicle. <laughs> basically, the guy just flips out, and instead of stripping people, he's killing everybody. But basically, that's what it is. He just loses his mind, and you know he probably would have maybe grabbed the girl that he liked and taken off into space. I'd rather watch Chronicle a million times over than this movie. Uh, yeah, this is just... Uh, there's some reviews on IMDb that are ridiculous. One person said... How it's one of their fa- favorite movies of the 80s. Forget John Hughes movies. Forget St. Elmo's Fire. If you're... It's the quintessential teen movie. You know, Scott Bayo gets hit on the head and gets telekinesis powers. That doesn't happen. This person's clearly never even seen this movie, I think. And yeah, and they're like... They're like saying about how all the best things are like... Scatman Carruthers gets high and rides a bike through a field. <laughs> girls' shirts get ripped off. <laughs> Willie Ames is with Scott Bayo as always. And the, this person says, I've devoted my life to make sure as many people see this movie as possible. <laughs> and the song that they, sounds like a total pothead. And the song they play during the love scene, Got to Believe in Magic, is beautiful. I've used it in, in video projects, and I've played in, in a play I directed. <laughs> it's a horrible movie, but it's not so bad. It's good category. It's a movie I can watch repeatedly and enjoy... Though it is pretty bad. Stay away from the sequel. He will only get scorned. That sounds about right. Coming over ten years after the fact with none of the original cast members. It's called Zapped Again, I think. Yeah. I'd like to actually see that. It's, it's not available on Netflix. Or YouTube or anything. Yeah. So. Although, what was I going to say? Oh. Uh, Peyton's little thing where he says to... Does he say it to Bernadette or does he say it to Barney? He's like, well... Sometimes life is like an onion. When you peel it, it makes you cry. <laughs> oh, but this movie—the ending—I my I was my mind was blown. I literally. Didn't we forgot to mention all the ridiculous cartoon sound effects. Oh it's, yeah, anytime it's just like BMX bandits at the. Only this is more like. Like eighties cartoon laser sound effects, like anything you'd see in like, oh, GI Joe. Transformers, He-Man, probably He-Man especially. But that's okay, because it's a cartoon. Oh yeah, but I mean, (laughs) in here, the the more that happens, it's like, is this really, are people hearing this in the movie? Or is this just for our benefit? Or if these sounds are happening, how come nobody ever reacts to them? I have no idea. I mean, and it it makes sense after seeing this movie why Scott Bayo was really never in any other movies after this. Some TV movies here and there, and basically just TV roles. And uh, you watch your filthy whore mouth. I'm sure he's going to be in the Arrested Development movie as Bob Bob blah blah. Oh, he will be. He'll be on the new season. I'm sure too. That's a great character. And Scott Baio never really uh, been the biggest fan of his, but I thought he was hilarious. Um, uh, he had that one reality show too. Scott Baio was 46 and single, and then Scott Baio was 47 and pregnant. Yeah, I never watched any of them. It was he always hung around. I only seen like a couple episodes, but for some reason he was always hanging around with the uh, the Wayne from the Wonder Years. 
the kid who played uh, Fred Savage's older brother. Oh, I don't know. I never watched that show. Oh, well, he's, like, his, like, best friend or something. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, Scott Bayo makes sense. I, this movie was just, it was just ridiculous. But, uh, do you have anything else to say about Zapped from 1982? Titties. Titties. Well, from 82 to 87, next week... Oh, 87? That looked older than that. Yeah, I thought this movie was a 90s movie, actually. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was in the 90s. So, we're going to watch... I've only ever seen this movie a couple times, and the first time I ever saw it... I don't think I saw the whole thing, I just saw one particular scene that is absolutely insane i was hoping you're gonna say the first time i saw it i was high oh yeah when i was like 10 years old oh even better (laughs) um so we're gonna watch 1987 back to the beach starring frankie avalon and annette funicello you uh those names probably aren't she just died (laughs) (laughs) this is a tribute to her death uh, anyways, a tribute to her death, <laughs> not her life, her death. No, exactly. Death it is. It, it's true. It's a, it's a tribute to her death. Uh, <laughs> not one of those fake ones like Andy Kaufman <laughs> or you know Tupac. Uh, you, most people probably, uh, if you weren't born in I don't know when their movies are popular in the '60s, uh, the Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello, Frankie and Annette movies were very popular. It was. Uh, Beach movies, beach party movies. There's probably like a billion of them that they starred in. Uh, it's made fun of in uh, the movie Top Secret. In the opening of Top Secret, there's a big, oh yeah, making fun of uh, these beach movies, and uh, it was a, it was always a huge thing. And these were the two biggest stars of it. And for some reason, in 1987, they decided to make a comedy, basically par- a parody of those movies. And it stars those two and a uh, young uh, Lori Laughlin who played uh, Aunt, Re- Becky. Aunt Becky on uh, Full House. I mean, there's a million other cameos in this movie. You got Bob Denver who played Gilligan. You got um, Pee Wee Herman. There's Dick Dale, famous guitar player. Also, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. I don't know why Steve Ray Vaughan is in this movie as well. Dick Dale makes sense. He was surf rock music, so totally makes sense. But uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, I have no idea. O.J. Simpson also nah. has a cameo in this movie. This is pre-murder. Uh, well, obviously. Well, yeah. I should hope so. Well, yeah. Unless he filmed something in the middle of the Bronco chase. <laughs> and then went back to 1987 and gave it to somebody. The Bronco sure. chase was like 94. I know. So, I'm aware. you know. You know. You've thing seen is, the stuff we watch. It could happen. Thing, thing is, O.J. Simpson, he's pretty funny in the Naked Gun movies. Oh, he is. It's a damn shame that uh, he may have killed the series and they could have had more. <laughs> I found out that uh, at one at like Survivor Series or SummerSlam or something one year, the police squad brought somebody to the ring. They were like escorted uh, Roddy Piper or somebody to the <laughs> ring. This literally <laughs> happened. Leslie Nielsen literally... Oh, wow. Like, yeah, in, crazy, yeah. I'll have to get that Piper set, maybe it'll be on there. You mentioned uh, Amy Mann, apparently uh, she's on the soundtrack for this movie. Amy Mann? Really? It says, the film's soundtrack included covers of several well-known beach tunes, along with new songs such by such artists as Amy Mann and Private Domain. A-I-M-E-E-M-A-N-N? Yeah. I didn't, I thought she was younger, but... 
I guess. Sign of Love, Till Tuesday, and okay. Amy Mann. You got, you know, Wipeout I, on here. I really Wooly only know Bully. her because she was on Buffy one time. Wooly Bully. You got some classics on this soundtrack, yeah. man. Well, don't forget Pee Wee Herman's in here. Pee Wee Herman is in this movie, and he has an amazing... I won't tell you what happens during his, uh, his musical sequence, because your mind's going to explode. He really is. Because... I can't wait to hear your reaction from what happens during that. Okay. But he has uh he covers surfing bird. Oh god. So, you know, you got the bird, the bird, the bird is the word from Pee Wee Herman. So this is uh with had the Pee Wee's Playhouse on the air yet? No, not quite yet. Was he just only known I as Pee Wee Herman from been. from the comedy and doing his like a stage show of Pee Wee's Playhouse or I thought his show got cancelled pretty early in the nineties and I thought it was at least decently established by that point. I would think he had a show by then. Hmm, Pee-wee's Playhouse. It went from shit. Oh. Well, at least he uh, got higher than he started. It started in 87. Yeah. So, huh. yeah. So was he doing that character before the show then? Yeah, he did it as like a stage Oh. Stage show. I know Phil Hartman was part of the original huh. cast of it. And uh, a few other people. They did, he just recently did it again, too, on Broadway. And it was absolutely hilarious. They showed it on HBO. Hmm. And uh, I wish it would have came to Chicago, because I definitely would have went. It was really funny. It was still as dirty, but it just had the kid element to it, too, kind of. But it was, hmm. like, dirt, more dirty than the show was. Oh, I should hope so. And, uh... They, I mean, like, I really don't see adults bringing kids to, like, a, a play. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so next week, Back to the Beach, 1987... It's going to be a little harder to find than most of our movies. You can rent it, I think, on YouTube for like $5. Uh, you can try to download it in any way you might do that type of thing. I thought we condone that. <laughs> of course not. Or you can find it on DVD. I'm sure you, uh, honestly, I guarantee you can rent this movie from like Family Video or something like that. Guarantee, huh? <laughs> they All right, say- anybody that wants to take this up, take <laughs> us up on this, go ahead and uh, send your hate mail to Corey and, you know... <laughs> Well, I always feel like they always have these kind of like these one-off movies. They're like these random-ass movies, and this is definitely one of those random-ass movies that they would have in Family Video, next to like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, Seven, and Eight, because you know they can never have the full series or the original one. That seems to always uh, be a thing there too. Or well, I'm sure if you go to try to rent this movie from from Family Video or any video store that's a bigger chain. Well, once again, any complaints about not being able to fulfill Corey's guarantee can be sent to Corey Schmovava at janitorspenis.org.asm. <laughs> this is I I have a my uh, email address isn't at janitorspenis.org. It's at newjanitorspenis.net. Ah, so just letting you know, just letting you know. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. Brain fart. <laughs> this will be cut out. Oh no, leave that in there. Leave that in there. <laughs> no. I left my flop about potty mouths in there. <laughs> you told me to. <laughs> well, I'm telling you to leave this in there because it's fun. Uh, no, brain fart. That's almost like a macho man moment. Like, what was that? Happened so fast you can't even talk about it's it. It's true. It, it happened so fast I can't even talk about it. But what I can talk about. Is back to the beach next week in episode thirty-four. So four point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say potty mouths. Ozzy, it just did. I said, <laughs> it's all your fault for saying it. It's all your fault, Dan. 
It's all your fault. For the people we break down, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And. Brain fart. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs>